0: in this episode of Yuktropolis, how to turn your FM radio into a fun ear training exercise, and how to make difficult chords easier by using a melodic approach in your practice. Welcome back to the Yuktropolis podcast for more real ukulele answers to real ukulele questions from students at uketropolis.com that's where you'll find a warm inclusive worldwide community of students who are working their way through online courses like booster uke the ukulele way ukulele x and the Jehui teacher certification program i'm your host james hill In this episode, we're going to focus on student questions from The Ukulele Way, Book 5. That's Book 5 out of 6, so we're pretty far into the method by now. And if you're not familiar with The Ukulele Way, it is a method that is entirely focused on one thing, and that is the art and science of solo ukulele. Solo ukulele is, well, in a nutshell, where you play all the parts simultaneously on one ukulele. So you play the melody, the harmony, and the rhythm all together. I remember my mentor, Chalmers Doan, calling it solo ukulele, because if the rest of the band doesn't show up to the gig, well, you can still do the gig, because you can play all the parts on one instrument so that you can be your own backup band, if you need to be. This is... I don't know, especially useful during lockdown, especially useful during um, this pandemic because you may not have the luxury of other people to accompany you. And uh, self-accompaniment is a, a wonderful thing and a big challenge musically to be able to juggle all these parts. Now, don't get me wrong. Mastering this style is a life's work. You're never done. But the ukulele way gets you from relative beginner in this style to pretty competent solo ukulele player in just six books and the accompanying video lessons. So here we are in book five, and Vincent has our first question. He's working on lesson 10, which is the jazz standard Jada. And I just have to say, This is such a great piece because if you really understand and get to know jada, then you really get to understand so many other jazz standards because jada acts as a kind of template for a lot of other jazz compositions in terms of the chord progression that it uses, the form that it follows, and the kind of rhythms that you find in this piece. So if you don't know Jada, let me play it for you one time so you know the piece that we're talking about. It goes like this. is Jada. And that's the piece that Vincent is working on. And his question, or more of a comment, is, I love this tune. It's really enjoyable to learn. But I was wondering if you know where to find other melodies to arrange, like melodies from classical music, or TV and film, or rock and blues, etc. Well, Vincent, this is a great question, and very open-ended, because, as you know, music is everywhere. And as I think of, you know, how to answer this question, I go back in my mind to the time when I was in my late teens and early 20s and I was really devoting myself to getting better at the ukulele. In fact, everything that I heard, whether it was a TV theme song or a video game song or a song in a Ad or a song on the radio, whatever I heard, my first thought was, could I play that on my ukulele? Really, that was how obsessed I was. You know, everything was about, can this be played on the ukulele? It was really the lens through which I saw the world, it was the lens through which I heard all of the music at that time in my life. Whether it was hip hop and and techno, uh, you know, those of you who have taken Ukulele X, my course on extreme ukulele, know what I'm talking about. Uh, Whether it was hip hop, techno, or anything else, I was trying to find ways to play them on my ukulele. And I really think that that played a huge part in my development as an ukulele player. Literally just trying to play everything that I heard on the ukulele. So I encourage you to take any piece of music that you hear and play it on your uke. Now, I know that sounds like a tall order, but it doesn't have to be a full arrangement of something. You could just pick out the melody or just pick out a few of the notes of the melody. In fact, one of my favorite ear training exercises is something that anybody can try anytime. And that is turn on the radio, if you still have a radio, uh, but this can also be done with a, a playlist by just randomly shuffling the songs. But let's let's uh, imagine the radio because it's a little more romantic. So you turn on the radio and you just sort of start flipping through the stations. And, and you end up landing on something. And that's a random song. Maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you haven't heard it before. But you use that song as sort of a test. Maybe you don't you know, actually figure out the whole song, but you could do something like find the key. You could do that and see how long it takes you to find the key of the song. I used to do this all the time, and I think it really helped me. I would listen to any song, grab my ukulele, and see how fast I could figure out what key it was in. That really helped me because it's a super practical skill. I mean, if I'm in a jam session and there's no sheet music, I wanna be able to find the key of the song that they're playing as quickly as possible. And that's a skill that you practice and you get better at with time. So what I'm gonna do right now is recreate that exercise. And I'm gonna show you exactly how I would do this. So here's me flipping through the stations on my FM dial. And I'm just gonna go until I hear a song that kind of catches my ear oh hey that's kind of cool it's like really chill just kind of relaxing okay let's say that I want to figure out the key of this song this is gonna sound kind of silly but literally I'm just gonna run my finger along the fourth string and just try to figure out some notes that sound good. And and sort of just let myself play whatever. And find the note that I keep coming back to. Hear that note that I keep coming back to? I just gravitate to that. It's a very intuitive process. We could get really theoretical about it. But at the end of the day, do you hear that arrival point there in the music? Listen to that bass note. I think I found it. Okay, let's just stop this track for a minute. And say, what is that note? It's the fifth fret on the fourth string. Well, it turns out that that note is C. So I'm pretty sure this song is gravitating toward C. So I'm pretty sure this song is in the key of C because it starts on that that note in the bass, and it keeps coming back to that note. And that's really all I mean when I say, what's the key? We wanna know where that home chord is the one where we start and end our journey and if you can just do that you know a a couple of times a day with songs that are, are playing on your headphones or on your stereo you'll get quicker with time and this seems like a very basic exercise but it can make a huge difference to your ability to jump into a jam session and find your footing as quickly as possible From that point, you could start to actually go through and pick out some of the melody or pick out some of the the riffs. But the most fundamentally useful and practical skill is how quick can you find the key? And then once you do, you start on a different song. You you flick to a different station or go to a random track in your playlist and just keep doing that. You will get better and it is gonna make a big uh, difference to your ability to just pick up songs on the fly from any genre, whether it's classical, TV, film, rock, blues, etc., as Vincent says. I hope that's helpful. I hope that gives you something practical to work on. And uh, thanks, Vincent, for the great question. Our next question comes to us from Muriel, who's working on lesson five of book five. And this couldn't be more different than the swing and rhythm and jazzy flavor of jada. In this lesson, Muriel is working on German dance by Mozart. And it goes like this. So I say that it couldn't be more different than Jada. But at the same time, I've always thought that if Mozart were alive now, he'd be a great jazz musician. He was such a great improviser, had such a great sense of humor in his music. I just think he would have taken to jazz amazingly well. I think he'd probably sound like Jacob Collier or something like that, you know. He'd be so much fun to listen to. So maybe German dance is not so different in the end to uh, Jada. But anyway, Muriel's question. Here it goes. She says, Bar chords in general, for example, B flat and the G and D chords, the way they're played in this piece, they are too difficult at the moment. I will keep coming back to them, and one day, hopefully, I will be able to play them. Well... Muriel, that is definitely the spirit. You know, don't get bogged down thinking that you have to get everything perfect in every lesson. I've said this before, I'm sure I'll say it again, but circling back to things that were challenging after you just go ahead a couple lessons, that is really, I think, the, the best way to navigate this resource. The journey through the ukulele way is not ever a straight line. You move ahead, you come back, you move further ahead, you come back. That is the way that it works. However, I wanna go a little bit deeper into this question because you're talking specifically about bar chords and the B-flat chord in particular. And Muriel, I couldn't agree more. That B-flat is tricky. And I think we all need ways of getting better at tricky chords like B-flat. So. If you think of, you know, how you might approach this chord in your practice sessions to get better at it, there are a number of ways to go about this. And one way would be to just keep playing and hope it gets better, you know, just keep bashing away. Say if your B flat chord sounds like this. One approach would be just keep playing. And then eventually, maybe one time you'll you'll get lucky, and it'll come out nice and clean. But honestly, I don't think that's a very efficient or rewarding way of practicing challenging chords. Here's how I suggest you try it instead. I always take a challenging chord apart and learn it melodically first. So how do you play a chord melodically? Well, you just play one string at a time. And what I like to do is just take the notes that are on the first and second strings. Just those two notes. And without moving the fingers of my left hand, in this case, it's just first finger holding down both of those notes on the first fret. If I can go back and forth and make up some little rhythms, and I get a nice clean sound, then I know that that part of the chord is ready for prime time. And then I'm gonna add the next note in the chord. In this case, it's the D note, second finger on the C string. And I do the same thing here. I'd make up little melodies. And without moving the fingers on my left hand at all, just by holding them in place, I should be able to play melodies. And once I can, then I know I've got it. Finally, I'm going to add the fourth string note, B flat. And now I should be able to play little melodic fragments, that use all four of those pitches. And I should be able to play these melodies without moving the fingers of my left hand. Great. Now I feel that if I strum this whole thing, it's gonna be nice and clean and clear. So that's a far cry from just sort of bashing away and hope that things get better. I'm following the same kind of process that a watchmaker or a watch repair person would follow. I'm taking the cord apart, I'm cleaning the cogs, and I'm putting it back together. And it's by doing that that I hope to improve the mechanism, right, that I, am, that I hope in this case to get a cleaner sound from my cord. And if you take any chord that might be giving you a hard time, a classic is like 3-5-3-5. It's got many names but this is often called G minor 7. This is a very challenging chord for a lot of people, well for really everyone at first. But I can do the same thing, just get the first two strings in place. Can I play melodies? Without moving my left hand. And so on and so forth. I add one string at a time. And finally, the fourth string. Each time, making sure that I can get a nice, clear sound on each string. I'm taking it apart, I'm cleaning the cogs, and I'm putting it back together. That's how you approach learning a new or troublesome chord in a very methodical way it could be b flat or the diminished seven chord or minor seven chord that's giving you trouble it doesn't matter that is one approach that i found works really well for just about any chord that is tying your fingers and knots i hope that helps muriel and good luck with german dance Thanks for joining me for another episode of Uketropolis. I hope you'll come back next week for more real ukulele answers to real ukulele questions. And in the meantime, head over to uketropolis.com. That's where you'll find a library of unique online ukulele courses, plus a very warm, inclusive, worldwide community of students. I'm there all the time talking with students about their questions and their challenges and their successes. I hope you'll come over and be part of the fun at euketropolis.com. Until next week, keep on strumming.